0: Welcome, Griff, to the greatest show on Earth. Hello, Griff. Uh, I, I'm here, Brad. I it, No idea how to do intros. Griff, what is up? How's life? Welcome, happy 7:30. We are live on YouTube, as you can see. Are you happy to yes. be here?
1: Always. Brad. Oh, always. We're always happy to be here. Um, doing another episode of uh, Take This. This is episode 37.
0: Uh, episode number 37 can you believe it okay, but so, i can't
1: <laughs> we've been doing this for not that it doesn't feel like we've been doing it that long but yeah nope. we've been doing it for a little while now um you know i i always want oh we've been doing it for 37 weeks but we've had some double episode weeks we have, in there true. so it's not quite that long but that's true Brad. i just want to you know before we get started by the way why are i see people refer to like scoreboards as score bugs Oh, what? what, what does so, that mean? why is it called? Um,
0: I thought you were gonna ask about my sling. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. So, to, this, this is. Um, infinite. I don't know. I I actually do it because other people started doing it. Um, so you're just a blind follower to whatever. It be, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What Absolutely. Like I them. I don't know. Um, because I don't think that that's what it is. Normally, like I used to refer to them as like the lower third. Um. I think like that's like sort of what it's called in like filmography, right? So like if you're designing how like um a scoreboard so looks on like ESPN. Just
1: always, I'm just looking at Wikipedia right now. It's apparently just always been called a score bug. I've never called like, it that it before. most people I think have referred to it as a scoreboard, but it's called a score bug because it's digital, you know? Mm, mm, so that's mm, probably mm. that's where the name comes from. Anyway, I was just you know I was I was looking asking because I was just looking up uh, CBS I think unveiled a new uh a new score bug a, a new scoreboard or at least maybe I just didn't realize they had changed it. What sport? I think it's like is it for football? In football. Oh, football. Okay. It, it reminds me of the Fox's old one when they had the long bar at the bottom of the screen. Mm. Um, I've always the liked Fox CBS's.
0: Had... They've always looked kind of cool.
1: Yeah, like I'm looking. I didn't like, see this new one. Though. I've liked most of the iterations. I think, um, I actually think this new one might be my favorite. I'm a big fan of scorebugs that have the, the logo in it, you know, the abbreviation and the, 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 uh, you mean of the team? Yeah, like the team logo. Because mm-hmm. uh, like Fox doesn't have the team logo, or at least they didn't used to. Um, I don't I think know if their new ones do. They, you, they're, you know? their current one that's been around for a couple of years, I
0: believe, does. It's the one yeah. that doesn't look like any of their other branding for some reason. Like it's yeah. the it's the one that doesn't look like any of the other sports that they cover. Yeah, and like then and then like, they started yeah. getting away from all of that, which I which has bothered me personally. Yeah, like because now what? their basketball stuff, like if you turn on FS1 and watch a college basketball game, like that is garbage. Um, same thing with uh, with the basketball games on Big Ten Network. That's garbage. <laughs> Um, like I cannot stand the graphics and the branding. The the okay. So from a design perspective, from a design perspective, it bugs me because we got rid of of three D design in two thousand twelve. Like after Apple had released iOS fifteen. I mean uh, not fifteen. That's what we're on now. After Apple had released iOS seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. It started becoming a trend to make minimalistic two D design. Okay. Um, yeah and that's, that's when that's, that's right when around the time the, Microsoft the creative, changed their the logo um, uh, Windows had changed their logo at that uh, around that time like all these companies had changed their logo to what you would call like a
1: flat design right it's a minimalist design it, which, exactly way, I, I don't like most minimalist design but I do like it on scoreboards so but anyway so it bugs me that the
0: big Ten has done all this because it's so old you know like it's so it's just so old and i'm like what is wrong with you know anyway i digress it's it's not a not a fan not a fan
1: like i said by the way yeah the fox's new one it's like a condensed one they unveiled it and don't uh, even get me started about their baseball scoreboards that 3d nightmare i know but yeah yeah, the, the new one's like condensed and i don't mind it um but I, I like you can either like you either just have the logo or you just have the words. They typically don't have both, and I'm, I'm less of a fan of that. Um, I don't know. I just think like that's a little too condensed. It does display the information relatively well. I just think the CBS scoreboard. I like the long bar at the bottom. I've always preferred that. I think them and NBC have two of the best ones. Um, but m- most of the the channels have good ones. Anyway. The only reason I brought it up is because, you know, you, we were just talking before this. Brad had not actually seen the ending of the Cowboys 49ers game and the the slide uh, that the QB draw. I heard about and, it. I heard a lot about yeah. it, but I didn't. It, it would be hard not to if you are on any form of sports Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By yeah. the way, my favorite thing about it is Tony Romo's call. I, I don't dislike Tony Romo. I think his. Oh, I um, do. His, oh, I do. His, I don't dislike him. His time as an announcer is wearing on me a little bit because it's a little. Okay. Well, Jim. Um, But so they they ran the play, right? And Dak runs five yards, ten yards too far, slides down, and immediately uh, Jim Nance is like, oh, there's like eight seconds on the clock. And he's like, they're not going to get this. And he's like, no, no, they will. They'll have time to get up and clock it. But because Dak did not give the ball to the umpire, uh, (laughs) it's like as the the, the ref is like trying to plow through the linemen, because again, Cowboys didn't give it to the fucking ref like you're supposed to. And how, by the way, how bad is your coaching staff to not say, hey, Dak, as soon as you slide down with the ball, give it to the referee so he can set it like that should have been the last thing you told him breaking like the huddle or in through the helmet or whatever it was. And my favorite thing is like, as the ref is trying to set the ball and Tony Romo realizes that they're not going to get the playoff. He just very kind of quietly goes, Oh my gosh. He goes literally, Oh my gosh. Like, Oh, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and no hate on Tony. Cause I will give him this respect. Even though he's a former cowboy, he, called the game relatively down the middle. It was probably about as well as you could. I prefer him he's over not Troy like, Aikman.
0: He's not like Alex Rodriguez where he's like, oh, like, like every single thing that he says is garbage. Tro- like Troy Alex, Aikman, it well, yeah. Alex Rodriguez could go kick a can
1: for all I care. But, like, it's kind of funny because, like, Troy Aikman, if he was on it, I think it would have been worse because I think Troy Aikman's more of a homer than Tony. Mm. And I think Troy would have been like, Troy's normally pretty good. I just feel like with it, if it's a Cowboys in that situation, I feel like he'd be, Oh, he'd be bitching and moaning a lot. Anyway, we got very off track. I mean, this kind of does lead into the show in terms of, you know, we're talking more playoff football and all that. It does. Yeah. um, We got some other, you know, that, that was really the big story, that an awful officiating, um, can't wait for the super bowl to be decided on a fluke play it's going to be awesome can't wait can't wait for aaron rodgers to not go to the super bowl again and lose in the nfc championship because of a bad because of a bad call <laughs> oh my god it'd be that would be oh i'd be stoked even no, like, I, I know it's bad overall but i as a lions fan would be happy so i was tur- i was
0: turning on i turn on espn and i'm turning on all these stations today and I, and you know you know all i see all i'm seeing right I don't know if this is just because I missed the first week or first first like half the week or whatever, because um, I was in a hospital bed for forty hours. Um, you but just any leave them anyway, not,
1: any deep on that. All right.
0: Well, so so anyway, so I'm in this. So so I don't know, right? So like I I'm only watching TV. This is the first like sort of sports media I've watched today. Um, I watched uh, ESPN for a little bit. First take. And, uh, you know, they were, it just, it was just on in the background at this point, you know, cause well, I didn't have work and, and all that, but I was working on some stuff and homework and stuff. But, um, anyway, so I'm sitting there watching it and they're talking like 12 verse 12. All right. And like Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rogers, right? Like 12 verse 12, right? Like, like if you had to pick one to have on your team and, you know, in the divisional round, like which one would you take, you know? And like... And I, I don't know if that's just them pulling our leg, you know, because they got nothing else to talk about. And that's the only, I mean, there's a lot of news to talk about, to be honest. You could talk about Stafford and how, you know, this is kind of that chance for him to prove his worth and a win versus Brady. It would be a lot, you know, to say towards that. Um, you could talk about um, the Titans for some fucking reason. We're not doing that. The Titans are just here And nobody's talking about it. The Titans just exist in the divisional round with a bye, of all things. And they're just Mm -hmm. here at a 12-win season. Nobody says a thing. Damn. So, or you got Joe Burrow and his swag you could talk about. But no, they decided to talk about 12 versus 12. Now, 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 Griff, who do you have? Who would you take? Would you take Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers?
1: Like, are we talking just this year? We're talking right we now. Talking- We're talking right now. This moment. This moment in time. Okay, but I'm saying, like, are we saying to get me through the rest of this playoffs? Or We're are we talking like- to get you in this game. Well, well, okay, so, like, well, I guess
0: it, it, it would be a little different, right? Because it would be Brady versus the Rams
1: and Rodgers versus the 49ers. I like, look. listen, if like, if I could take like, let's say we had a good team and I got to put a quarterback on that team to win a game at this point in their career, I would take Rogers. Yeah. And, and that's nothing against Brady. Obviously it's just like he's (laughs) Brady's 44 dude. Like there's only so much you can keep doing at that age. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's true. That's true. I, you know, and I think that Brady is uh, – I don't know if he's going to surprise us all or whatever he's going to do. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because he keeps doing so much. And, like, and I don't know if he's going to have another one of those things that he had last season before he won the Super Bowl. The same year he won the Super Bowl, he, like, forgot what down it was. And I was like, dude, you know. Um, it's 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 just I – do, I don't – I don't think that, like, is is Aaron Rodgers really the fault of his own situation? You know, like, because, like, I hear all this stuff. Like, and Aaron Rodgers only has, what, one NFC championship to show for his career? He's
1: got one Super Bowl, and yeah, one NFC championship. Well, that's the thing, He's right? The one the time nin- he, he went, he the won. the Niners three times. Lost that game to Seattle, and they never should have lost it. They lost the Giants when they went on their unpredictable run. Their okay, Mr. Run. NFC, dude is Mr. NFC, nothing else. But he's not even Mr. NFC if because he doesn't win the NFC. He yeah, gets but to I mean, the championship he doesn't win it. That's true. He's only he he's won every Mr. Super Bowl NFC divisional <laughs> rounds. Yeah. <laughs> And but here's the thing, like, it's really like it's Brady or Brady Rogers has played well in all of those games. It's just been his coaching Mike McCarthy, like, don't oh, Yeah. That's hard to do anything with. And we saw what happened with the Cowboys <laughs> this last Sunday. So, yeah, I think um I think this is the year, though, like I think this is the year they do it, even if like the NFC. We're now getting down to like the stacked of the most stacked, you know. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be like like I think the NFC is a little more is a lot better than the AFC. Like I think it's like I think it's Titans Chiefs and then and then it's like Bucks, Rams and and Packers are like those are the those are the teams, right? Like those yeah. are the the powerhouses. You don't and think the Bengals could do it
0: in the division though. You don't think the Bengals could do it?
1: Not after what I saw in that Raiders game. Did you? I love me the Bengals. I love me Joe Burrow, but didn't look like they're they're going to be able to do
0: enough. So unless they, when the Giants stick. won the Super Bowl, either of them, did you think that they could do it that year? No. Nah. No. God no. That's yeah, true. Nah.
1: Hell no. But that's why football's great. I, I suppose. Although we need less, we need we don't need seven fucking teams in the in the in the playoff. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I was. Are you seven seeds are zero and four and have like an average, the average like loss margin is like twenty points or something, and that's ridiculous in the NFL. That's well in football. That's that's just how
0: it is. I mean, that's why that's a big reason why people are such big proponents against expanding so far in the college football playoff, and it's not only just because
1: college football is a wider margin. There's hundred and thirty teams. Yeah, that's true. I, I can, and there's five conferences. Mm-hmm. Like, I can at least understand it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like it, but I understand expanding the college football playoff. And it's fine the way is it is. is. All expanding the NFL playoff is done. Like, yes, it's a lot easier for the Steelers to beat the Chiefs than it is for like you know Baylor to beat Bama right like I think we can all agree on that right like the only years that it would make
0: sense to expand would be in like last year when the NFC East was just that terrible and one division is sort of the outlier weighing everyone down and like in a way you're kind of holding other teams back because you are in fact stealing a spot and so another team would deserve to get in over you
1: like the giants their improbable runs those are outliers. Those are exceptions. That's true. That's true. Cool. That's true. And I just think 6 was good. I think having two teams get the bye is fine. You know, I think a team that goes 13 So what did they change
0: about early. it this year when they changed the format? Well, there's ne-
1: nothing. It was the same as it was last year. Okay, well what there was, was it last year? Five? 7 It was still the same. It was, you know, four division So when was the last time that two teams got a bye? It would have been the twenty, uh, the twenty nineteen season. The okay, so the, Chiefs, what was the
0: format there? It was two buys, first,
1: and then the top two division winners mm-hmm, get a buy, mm-hmm. and then so the seeds one and two, who by default right, right. have two divisions, and then it'd win. be two wild cards Another against division, two uh, division winners, and then two two wild cards.
0: Right, right. But so now, how many wild cards are there?
1: Three. They just added one. So they
0: wild card. added a wild card spot. That's dumb. I don't like that. See, I I just don't like that format. Like I and and I know maybe because of COVID, like I just didn't pay attention or whatever to the NFL playoffs. I don't know why. There's only
1: four divisions. It's not like baseball where there's, you know, three or five or whatever. You know, there's there's four divisions. Right. And they have a winner from each one and then two wild cards, which is a fine. And here's the but here's the thing. Here's why they went to seven. They're preparing us for eight. That's stupid. Which are like are we gonna does does the one seed have to beat an eight seed, or are we gonna do like all division winners get a bye and the wild card week is like that see that I, that I, isn't isn't that hard
0: because like at that point you would have to do something just very unnormal to do, right? Like you would have to give
1: they expanded it to eight teams would you conference. be no buys? Has would them you them. do no buys? They would. I think that's the only way you'd have you could do it. Do you, so you're just playing for seeding, like, or because, you could I mean, do imagine, it. Think, think if you're like the Titans. I think the you know they'd be. Funnily enough, the Titans would be going against the Chargers, and the Chiefs would be going against the 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 Steelers this year. The Chiefs probably got the easier matchup. If I'm being honest, the only but, thing
0: that they could do that I think I would like and go to eight is if they did seven ver or uh well I'm sorry six verse eight and no no five verse eight and six verse seven and then have that what as a saying- play in and then they play the the top four like you do four then, wild and cards then the- and then you do yeah. the four division winners and you do a play in almost and then the the winners of those games go on to play
1: yeah the issue is when do you you would be extending – so you would you essentially buy, extend
0: it around, and I don't think that
1: they would do yeah. that. Well, I don't think they'll do that because now the teams with buys have to, don't play for two weeks and that's, in that form. Right, and that's the issue. Because you can't – in football, it's not like baseball where you can play a, a game that quickly back-to-back. Mm-hmm. you got to give them a week between. Right. You can't rush them. So, yeah, I think they're going to go to eight, and I think they're going to get rid of the buys entirely, and I'm going to hate it. I do not think that half of the NFL teams should be getting into the playoffs. It devalues the regular season. And by the way, 17 games was too many. I think they're going to go to 18. That's so bad. And you know what? And that doesn't make any sense to to me. I think they're going to go to 18, and it'll be either a 19- or 20-week season. I think if they try to go to 18, the players' union is going to say, you got to put two bye weeks in then. Like, you have to have two bye weeks. Because you can't, like, we're seeing it. All these players are going to be injured to shit by the time they go to the playoffs. You need two bye weeks if you go to 18 games. And they it's- probably need two bye weeks now. Yeah. But well, and it's the anyway. same reason
0: why I bring up that the baseball season should be shortened. I mean, we already know who's in the playoffs by the end of this by the end of September or well, not even is, September, like, even but August.
1: It, even if you shorten it, it's just like like teams know when they have to be good by. Like all it does is give a chance for teams to rally late, but like I right. just think it's unnecessary. It's I really it's really unnecessary. And I agree. I 100% agree.
0: Griff you want you know what I did over the weekend? Besides have a seizure cuz I apparently have epilepsy. Um just laying that all out on the air. Live yeah, on air. No explanation. <laughs> no no explanation at all. So, um so before that happened and I was in a hospital for 40 hours for some reason. I don't understand why they kept me in the hospital for so long, but I digress. Um, uh,
1: just seizures are weird like that. I was like
0: they, they treated it like it was a hotel. But well, because the other times that I've had seizures, like they didn't like they just released me the next day and I start rehabilitating from there. But anyway, right. so um, I went to a Red Wings game on Saturday night. All right. They were playing the Red Wings were playing the Buffalo Sabres. And that was exciting. Very exciting time. Um, it was a home game for the Red Wings, obviously. Anyway, so I go to this game and I've never been to Little, little Caesars Arena before. Never been. All right. Um, I've been to the Joe. I've been to Joe Louis Arena many times. Many a times. Um, a lot, actually. Uh, my dad used to have season tickets. We'd go a lot. Um, we'd go downtown. Um, now, here's here. I want to review Little Caesars Arena for you, okay? Now, you've been, obviously, right? So... A uh, handful of times, yes. Right. So... Six, four times? Here's... So an immediate impression you know what has improved about little Caesars arena What's parking that? exclusively parking
1: oh well, the parking
0: well did you where did you park? so I parked at it did was you park in the arena parking no I don't think so it was district Detroit or something like that District Detroit parking like right across from Comerica
1: ah okay yeah i think i know what you're talking about by the way district detroit one of the biggest uh, lies ever told to oh i am i'm well planning.
0: i am well aware griff
1: i've heard but all that's about a it from whole you. other episode in its entirety and we're not jumping into that right now just a friendly reminder fuck you chris illich anyway um yeah so i parked i parked downtown right
0: downtown um where they do it was right across from comerica park like really nice everything um, it was a lot of fun uh, down there um so anyway so parking was better and I don't know how parking was at Joe, at Joe Lewis Arena I can't I didn't drive I was seven <laughs> so you know I didn't drive um so anyway um, I do remember walking though to, to the Joe Lewis arena and I don't know if you ever remember as a kid like walking to Joe Lewis Arena you know down to see the Red Wings. Um, but I remember walking like this long winded stair staircase or something like that. Like it was this long thing. It it, it felt like a 15 minute walk to get into the arena. Um, this was like 10, maybe max. That was was like five minutes. Nothing. It was nothing. Um, it was great though, but it was great. The arena on the other hand, you know what it reminded me of an airport. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of an airport like it, it is straight up an airport like you go to the escalator and, or this. There's like a big ass staircase because we were put we were we were seated at the top. OK, like at the very, very, very top. And so we're sitting and I like I felt like I was going to fall down. And it was, it was, in, it was interesting. It's
1: very, it's very steep.
0: Oh, it, it is because I'm not, I'm not rich enough to afford the nice, the nice seats, as you would say. Yeah. So maybe I'll get to experience that when I go see Michigan play Michigan state at the, at, at little Caesars arena. So hopefully that that happens. Um, but for now I'll just, you know, cause I, it felt like I was so far away from the game you know, like it felt like, uh, like I wasn't experiencing everything because I could not hear when the buzzer sounded for the end of the period. I couldn't hear that. Um, you know, all I heard was the. I could hear the whistle over that. Um, you know, it just stupid th- things like that, like that. I, you know, had no interest in, and you know, it was, it was, it was interesting. So, I just wanted to give out my review. I give it a. Three and a half out of five stars from my experience. That's actually what I gave yeah. it on their on their uh survey afterwards.
1: Yeah, I just think I think we were promised a lot more. I think the concourse is very cool and very nice. Didn't the pistons say that they were um
0: didn't the piston say that like they that there wasn't enough piston stuff in there?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, because they're like, "Oh, we're not. It's not a Pistons and Red Wing Stadium. It's a Red Wing Stadium with the Pistons on the side." Like, yeah, dipshits. It wasn't designed with you in mind. Sorry, um, I don't. Care. I, that I just think that I just think that's hilarious to me.
0: Um, God, like it, I don't know. It was it was fun. You know how much my my Coca Cola cost? Eight bucks. It was eight dollars yeah. for hey, for, a, just... for a Coke eight dollars and it wasn't even a big coke like it was it was a wendy's medium straight up it was a wendy's yeah. medium and it was like eight bucks like because i'm not expecting anything like massive you know but right. wendy's no, large but like, is, yeah. is
1: like you know i don't know No, like i the- think i think it's a fine arena i just don't think for especially all the money that was paid to go into it Local money and the failure of District Detroit around it. I think that really puts the negative taste in my mouth. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's fine. I just think. I
0: mean, fine. it sucks because like it doesn't feel like a Red Wings arena.
1: It feels like a Red Wings arena. It just feels like all the flash feels fake. It yeah. feels faux. No, I know, I know what you mean. Specific. It it's the like Jumbotron is massive. That, it, like, have you seen SoFi Stadium and how crazy that fucking it's a stadium is yeah, for the Rams and, yeah. and, char- and chargers. They wanted to be the SoFi of hockey arenas and it just nowhere close. Like that crazy shit on the roof with like an elect, like a, like a, you know, like the, the, the dancing roof with like all the led yeah. lights and shit. Never anything like that. Unfortunately. Oh, so whatever. It's like, it's like it's an airport. Fine, like yeah. if
0: I went to, to DTW, whatever, LAX, like same thing. That's what it, all it felt well, like. I, all I'm I could think of was game. an airport.
1: I'm going to the game this Friday, and then I have a flight Saturday morning. So I'll just go from one airport Perfect. to another. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, it's right. essentially what it is. Brad, let's get into the the real meat and potatoes. The the show. The meat the and
0: potatoes. You know, I love it when
1: you I, say that. I do. I do say it quite a bit. But you know, I, you know that was some fun little conjecture stuff, but. We're going to talk about our way too early predictions for Michigan and Michigan State uh, going into next year. All right, Brad, start off with an easy one. Will Jim Harbaugh be the head football coach of the Michigan Wolverines? Yes or no? Please answer in uh, 15 words or less. Thanks. I don't know. It's
0: impossible to say. And so here's a but, but and, and this is not going to be 15 words or less. I um, want you to know that.
1: You know, no, I honestly, I was joking and I honestly but, don't want to talk about it. But because I don't care until something's real. That's my because you know, we've heard and that should be your takeaway. Because and I know this seems a little more real than previous years, but until it's real, it isn't in my mind. So and that's totally fair because before you would hear a lot
0: of the stuff like, like I remember it was, was it, it was either I think it was 2019. Or something like that. Um, I keep getting these notifications on my Apple new or uh, Apple like news notifications. There used to be um, or there is a show. Uh, God, I can't remember. Pro Football Talk or something like that. PFT. Um, they used to t- they they would talk about it and like they would talk about Jim Harbaugh to the NFL like Jim Harbaugh to the NFL Harbaugh looking at the NFL NFL teams looking at Harbaugh but they offer a no names of any NFL teams that were out looking at Harbaugh like zero evidence of anything it was and just then, conjecture
1: of what teams had openings it was Whereas- but it was
0: also it was also only like them talking about it as if it were real and and it bugged me because they talked about it like it was so it was credible information. Like they talked about it as if they were bringing about something that was like real or happening or what or newsworthy, whatever. And it bugged the shit out of me because it wasn't. It was fake and it was wrong. And I was 100% certain that this was, and, and I know Mike Valenia talked about about this a lot, um, how he wouldn't be surprised. And he's not saying it it was true. Because I don't want to put words in his mouth. I don't want to put words in my mouth. Whatever. But it would not be surprising if those rumors back in 2019-2020 were sort of a facade to justify re-signing Jim Harbaugh before the 2020 season. When he got that massive pay cut. And that was can I, can I that was sort think? of the thing right is is you you, you bring up all this hype for him and then all of a sudden you sign him and yeah you, we're bringing in an in demand coach and that's kind of what they did um but go on let i don't think that i don't t- i don't think that this is that by the way i don't want i don't think that this is that this is nothing like that but anyway sorry
1: no well here's what i think i think the biggest thing, I think Harbaugh, I think the biggest reason he hasn't played ball yet is because he does not know if Michigan is going to fully invest in letting him use the port, the, the transfer portal, and NIL. They like I'm going to be real. If Michigan and Michigan State, like I know Tuck's using the transfer portal, but I don't think I think they're both very behind the ball on NIL. And if they don't give, like if I'm Jim Harbaugh and the university isn't giving me carte blanche to go nuts and do whatever I need to do to get recruits in, including using NIL and including using the portal I'm out. Cause here's the thing that mountaintop he got to, he'll never get back to it. If he can't utilize the same tools that every other school in the country is already utilizing Texas A&M is paying players, what 500 bucks a month or something, million, half a million dollar contracts to come play. Like, if you do not, like, look at what, look at what, what, where does Deion Sanders coach, coach prime, he got like the number one recruit in all of, 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 uh, college football, you know, the number one recruit in the country, he was a the cornerback and he got him because they basically said, here's a million dollars, come play for us. So like if, if Michigan isn't give giving Harbaugh that to play on the same level playing field as everyone else. I wouldn't come back because I know I'm just going to, you know, continue to fail and be ridiculed and have my legacy tarnish. So I think if he leaves, that will be the reason why. But I'm going to talk about next year as if he is here. I'm hoping the university will realize if you want your program to mean anything, this is what you need to do. And I'm hoping them getting, to the playoff this year shows them how far apart they still are from the Alabamas and Georgias. So, with all that being said, looking forward to next year, um, let's look at the personnel of Michigan. I think the biggest question will be the quarterback. Are you going to play JJ? Are you going to play Cade? Cade was a very... I'm going to say very good quarterback. And When I say very good, I mean... He played the game well. He was the game manager that needed to be, did not force, did not commit many turnovers except in the biggest game of the year against Georgia for whatever fucking reason, but not going to hold one game against him as his whole legacy. He had a very good se- season. He was a very big part in the reason we were able to beat Ohio State. Um, and he made big time throws in a few key situations and a few key games that even allowed us to get... uh to Indy and to the college football playoff. Does JJ probably have more upside if you can develop him? Most likely. I I would say, yeah, I think Cade is a high floor, but lower. I'm not going to say like a low ceiling, but lower ceiling guy than JJ. Whereas I think JJ has that bigger boom bust possibility. And I think JJ's floor can rise if he's developed. Like, I think we saw some good flashes from him this year. And I think we can continue to see that. Now, the big thing here is can Michigan keep them both? Like, or really is can they play Cade this year and not have JJ transfer? I think if you got to pick one and the other one's, see, ya. it's going somewhere else. So you got to, you know, kind of put your foot in the ground and make a decision. If I had to, gun to my head, I'm probably taking JJ for the long term, right? You can get him for four, three, three years of play. And you can develop them. And he does have the higher upside. It, like I said, if I'm making the choice, one or the other, and the other one's not going to be here, I'm picking JJ. If I could play Cade this year and know JJ would stick around for another year and then knowing he's going to get the full reins in his junior year, I would, I would do that. But the thing is, I don't know. I don't think you can do that. I think one of them is going to say, or they're both going to be like, it's, it's ultimatum near him, pick one. And if that gun to my head decision, I'll take JJ and, and, and ride the lightning. Um, now I think a big thing though, in the Michigan passing game, regardless of who's playing quarterback, they're getting Ronnie Bell back, arguably their best offensive weapon. Honestly, when he got hurt at the beginning of this year, I thought their season was cooked because I thought he was their best player on offense. Like, yeah, he's better than Hassan Haskins in terms of, like, value on that offensive side of the ball. He's He is that good, and, you know, he's up there with some of the better receivers, and I think, you know, if if he has a good year this year, which, you know, as long as he doesn't get hurt, he should, um, he's going to go into the draft and be drafted at a decent position. I don't know. Where exactly? I don't know if he's going to be a first round caliber talent, but he'll, he'll, he'll be on an NFL roster. You know, if Donovan Peoples-Jones is is playing consistently for the Browns, Ronnie Bell will be a, a consistent starter on some team. Okay. So you talk about all this, you know, obviously there's a lot of young players. They got, what, what's his name? Uh, Edwards, the one of the running backs. You still have Blake Corum. Uh, Haskins obviously is gone. Um, got a lot of young, put play- Andrew L. Anthony is back f- from, you know, a great, a pretty good freshman year. They got a lot of players to, to, to do some things with. It's just a matter of can Josh Gaddis take another step forward as a play caller and continue to do what he did last year. And on the defense, can you fill the hole of a Jabo and Aiden Hutchinson? Cause let's be real they're probably the best defensive players Michigan has had. I'm not going to say like since Charles Woodson, but since Charles Woodson, like in terms of just like impact players and like, you know, NFL caliber players, they're not nowhere near as good as Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson might be one of the greatest defensive player I've ever seen, if not the greatest defensive player I've ever seen. So, um, but no, like those are two very, very good players that you're going to have to replace on this defense. And I think their secondary needs some severe revamping. So we're going to see what they do. They were Michigan was very good against the spread this year. Um, I just realized you have this written in the show notes, Brad. Do you mean against the spread offense or the spread and betting? Uh, um, betting. Okay, I figured it was betting, but I was like, uh, "Does Brad have an amazing breakdown of Michigan defense (laughs) against the spread?" No, so,
0: so I think that um, what what happened was. um, oh, no, it, I was looking at this, and I can't remember th- the specific stat, but Michigan was the best team in the Big Ten against the spread, obviously. I think they were supposed to get, what, six wins or something like that and ended up winning the Big Ten and getting 11. Um, you know, obviously, and, 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 and whatever, but I don't think that Michigan was ever going to lose less than eight, but... Um, but Michigan state, I think was like number two or number three, like against the spread. So, um, just kind of like top two or three, uh,
1: for both schools, which I just thought was pretty cool. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, and that, that is a good, a good stat. But, and I think, I think they could be worse against the spread. I think they could be worse against the spread. Um, Simply because I think they're going to be favored more. They were underdogs a lot this year or, you know, small spreads. I think they're going to be favored more and I don't think they're going to cover as many spreads as they do. Um, But I do still think this is a team that wins. I think they'll win. (sighs) God, it's hard to say. I keep bouncing back and forth between eleven and one and ten and two. I'm gonna say eleven and one. They're gonna lose one game, most likely to o- I feel like to Ohio State. Sorry, like I know they just beat them, but it's a it's a until proven otherwise. Right? Well, it's it's also Stroud. in Columbus, and the team's, team's gonna Columbus, be better. CJ Stroud with another year under his belt. Ohio State showed that even though they're losing a bunch of receivers to the draft, they got a ton more coming. Like, well, the scariest thing
0: for me about Ohio State is is just the team that's coming back like the just just because I think it's the defense. The defense is is what stands out to me. And I
1: felt like their defense was like one of their less. I thought their secondary was not great compared to previous years.
0: Well, so so something that and I and I I want to remember who yeah. broke this down. I think it was Colton Pouncy at um maybe it wasn't. I could be getting giving the credit what wrong. But either way, it was an athletic writer and he had said something about Ohio State and the reason why they had lost that game to Oregon earlier in the year was because Ohio State was you was utilizing a lot of single high safety and what they were doing is that was freeing more people up to defend the run and once they st- and and that's why that's actually one of the reasons why I wasn't sure and I thought Ohio State their offense would tear apart um, Michigan State okay like the Mich- Ohio State's offense versus Michigan State's defense like I knew that was like overmatch okay now, um, I did not anticipate Michigan State doing so poorly against Ohio State's defense because that's one, the one part I thought that Michigan State might have some success. And, and I just wasn't sure uh, because, again, like when they had played Oregon before, they had used that single high safety look to defend the run and free up more guys to do that. Now, Michigan State is the first team since Oregon at the time that – Ohio State has faced that had a rushing attack of any kind. And again, they had Kenneth Walker III, and I thought that that might have allowed uh, Michigan State to do way more offensively, just having him and having Peyton Thorne and having those sorts of weapons on offense. But um, that did not turn out to be the case because Ohio State was just overmatched and out-physicalized in every single way. Um, But... It next and that's why I think that for Ohio State next year Ohio and I'm sorry to do like a full-on Ohio State breakdown right now but their their defense is going to be a lot better just because like I don't think that Ohio State and Ryan Day is going to have an, another season like this in a row like you're just not going to see it you're just not going to see it it's the same yeah. reason why I don't think that Michigan loses to Michigan State next year because I can't ha- can't imagine it happening three times in a row
1: I, I can't either. That's that's what I was going to say. I think they go eleven and one with a loss to Ohio State. I think they beat Michigan State because I do. Th- I think Michigan State is going to take. I don't know if "step back" is the right word, it's but like this back. year was a mag- is a magical year for them, yeah. right? Very improbable. You know they beat yeah. Penn State. Um, honestly, they'll Penn State cost themselves that win. But hey, you beat on who's on your schedule a win's a win. I'm not discrediting Michigan state's victory there. They beat Michigan a hundred percent deservedly. Um, and I, I just don't, I think a lot of that was because of Kenneth Walker. And I think we kind of saw in the peach bowl, the issue of like how different that team looks without Kenneth Walker on the field. And I think, Able they to have way some pieces and they have the transfer portal and we'll see what that brings in and helping the defense and the secondary. But I do think they take a step back next year. But again, it's not because the team is worse or Tucker's not doing his job. It's just I think this year they 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 got they were way better than they had any right being like this should have been like a six and six, seven and five year. Maybe even eight and four. That would have been a good year. So the fact that they won 11, you know, 10 so games... So without Kenneth season, Walker III, without
0: without him, I think that this team is, like, you're treading six four, six. four wins. You're treading five no, wins. No, I think
1: six and six was, like, your expectation. Like, I think you'd be like, come on. You, they could have made a bull. They can go six. And-. When you so look at who's in the Big Ten... I the think prediction no for this
0: year... That hey, oh my goodness, that was a, a crazy one. Because like I think that was the that was the issue, right? That um you know, that like Michigan and Michigan State has sort of surprised people, right? That like, you know, they were kind of surprising in that way. That um, nobody thought that they would be as good as they are. I mean, Michigan won six games and Michigan State won more than four and a half. I mean, that was kind of yeah. the thing, right? I like. I don't know if like the same predictions are going to hold true next season. the The issue that I have for both is that Michigan doesn't know how who their quarterback is, but also they don't know who their coach is. But if you assume it, like okay, so what? How? So Michigan State's. I mean, sorry, Michigan's record with Jim Harbaugh at the helm. What is it?
1: uh a lot of empty wins and only a few big ones uh so see.
0: with so without jim harbaugh without jim harbaugh do you think which jim players Harbaugh's do you think leave wins.
1: wait which, oh i just i just one is michigan he's 85 or sorry 61 and 24 so with without jim harbaugh
0: who leaves from michigan who do you think leaves like, J.J.'s got to be one.
1: Probably. Cade would stay. You think so? Um, I
0: think, you know, I
1: think you could foresee if an issue. Because if, it, well, if J.J. leaves, Cade would stay because he's still the starter at Michigan. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah, I mean, you, know, you never know. Because, well, because I could also foresee a situation where if Cade leaves, J.J. stays. And, I mean, they, obviously both of them could leave. But... Like, I think it it would probably depend on on the coach, obviously. You know, like, if you got a coach that comes in who has, like, a spread-style, like, playbook, like, you could mm-hmm. see, you know, J.J. staying because he would fit that offense more. But who knows?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that will also depend. But I, there's just so many things up in the air with Michigan. Right. Like, Michigan State, it's kind of clear. You're on the right path. You got Tucker. He's working that portal. He's getting the recruits. He's—they're going to have, I think, a slightly worse year because you're not going to find Kenneth Walker in the fucking transfer portal every time. They're going to—they're going to go. Like I said, I think you know, they're going to get eight, nine wins, and that's a good year when you consider what's happening. I think they lose to you know Michigan State. Or they lose to Michigan they lose to Ohio State and they'll lose to like Penn State or something. Um, and but I think they'll they could pull an upset in there I be surprised think surprised either so for for Michigan
0: State I, I think obviously their defense is going to improve you're gonna probably see the offense deprove a little bit or di- digress um the, you know the, the the only the question mark I have really is um, who the teams they lose to are. And how frequent they? I mean, for all I know, they could lose five. I don't know, um, but I think that they'll they'll obviously. And I don't think that Penn State will be one of those teams. That one's kind of a wild card game. I think that they'll they for sure lose to Michigan, Ohio State, and um, and maybe I'm just setting my hopes up for that Michigan game. But uh, Michigan, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin is the other one. Because I don't think that Wisconsin is also Wisconsin is also one of those teams where like you know they're not going to do this bad two years in a row, you know, and, and even though like Michigan like the 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 issue for because does 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 Michigan play Wisconsin in twenty twenty two? I don't think so. Well, I got lucky there. Whoever Wisconsin plays, uh, with because Wisconsin I always say, um. Playing Wisconsin is really, really hard on on the road because you know you just have like I you know I thought that I think it was Iowa or something like that. I thought that Iowa was gonna was gonna do uh, like a hell of a job. Um, yeah, they don't play them. They play Minnesota, Iowa. The three Big East teams are uh, Maryland, well, that's a cupcake, Michigan State, and mm, Ohio State. So I guess that's you know, that's pretty rough. But but anyway, but but my point is though, is is um like I think that Wisconsin could easily win that game. I think that's a winnable game for Wisconsin. I, I and I don't I don't know. It it's you know, it's one of those things. I think the wild card game though is is Penn State. I think that Penn State is the game that Michigan could be the difference between a, an eight and four season and a nine and three season. Because like James Franklin, like I don't know like what like his deal is, you know. It's, it's, it's hard to predict because like yeah. the game that, that, that Penn State played against Michigan state this year, completely winnable game and Mich- and Penn State coached themselves out of that. And it just kind of, even though I know it was snowing, I know the weather was terrible, but I still, it's still is hard to believe that James Franklin could do any, the fact that he got an extension was insane. I just couldn't stop laughing. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, that that
0: is very strange. I mean, it's worse me. than it's worse than Harbaugh getting an extension. Yeah, in a way. But
1: um, yeah, because at least Harbaugh has like at least you know I know he hadn't before, but he was always closer I feel like to winning the Big Ten than than Franklin ever was. So. Oh
0: well, well yeah, I mean you did have like the the there were like four years in a row. Of New Year Six Bowls that uh James Franklin had gotten to, but like those are like three years removed. Like those have happened so far long ago that I don't think that Penn State fans give a shit about those anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like it's as if me justifying Mel Tucker rehiring Mel Tucker two years two years from now, based on this year's Peach Bowl. You know, does doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. Because um, it's like, what have you done yeah, for me lately? I, I think, but, you know, to wrap up our way too early preview, I, I think this, Michigan's going to, you know, kind of go back to their old form, win 10, 11 games, lose the important ones, lose the big ones. And I think Michigan State was going to lose most against most of their, you know, harder opponents in Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Um. You can all see this. You can all see all of this as a preview. So I think they're going to go nine and three, uh, or maybe even ten and two with an upset tossed in. That's great. I think, I think I still like Michigan State's trajectory better than Michigan's, unless they can again win the Big Ten again this year. And then I have I'll have more faith in Harbaugh. That's assuming he's even here. So if you're Harbaugh,
0: why don't you do, – I mean, if if he's – if I'm offered the Bears job or the Raiders job, I just fucking leave. Just get out of here.
1: Yeah, I think especially if the school isn't going to give him NIL right. money to play with. Yes. I and think it's a better gig. I mean, because you kind
0: of go out on a high. I don't think Michigan fans would hate you. I don't know. It they, seems like – No.
1: No. They haven't didn't hate him when he was losing, so no. – <laughs> Yeah, well – uh, maybe they they were starting to, but then he won, and now all is forgiven. So, whatever. Anyway, all right, Brad, you want to talk about the the Titans?
0: I, I do want to talk me. about the Titans. Griff, did I ever tell you about the Titans? You know they are a top
1: seed am right I now. Supposed, am I supposed to remember the Titans? Is that?
0: Listen, they are a top seed in the AFC right now. All right, can you believe it? They're a top seed in the, a- in the AFC, and they may win the Super Bowl. What do you think the chances of them winning the Super Bowl are? I'm not quizzing you, yeah. by the way.
1: I don't have a problem. No, you, you, if I had to say they got – I would put them like fourth best chance. you're absolutely right of making Um, it to the super bowl there it's either them or the chiefs i have in my bracket it's gonna be them and the chiefs in the afc title game okay i think the chiefs will win but we saw earlier this year the titans beat the chiefs very handedly although i think the chiefs is kind of i mean if the bills beat the chiefs that's like an easy pass i think the and depending on how the Bills look against the Chiefs, we could, you know, we'll have to yeah. see. I think, you know, we're gonna see what happens this week. Hey, they gotta beat the Bengals, beat the team in front of you. I think them having I think they've been so overlooked because once they lost Derrick Henry, I mean, it just kind of felt like their season was over. And
0: yeah, I remember everyone talking about that. Everyone was like, Oh, the Titans
1: are done now.
0: Like, this is so disappointing, yada yada yada.
1: Yeah, and then they just kind of kept quietly winning games on, you know, their backups. And granted, they play in a very bad division with, you know, the Jaguars and the the Houston Texans. They got to face those teams twice. Um, but hey, you know, you beat the teams on your schedule and you beat who's in front of you. So I think um, I don't know. man. I think they beat the Bengals just because the Bengals. I love I love Joe Burrow but I just he hasn't impressed they did not look good to me last week and that concerns me and I think they can beat the Chiefs they beat them before I think they know the formula it's just a matter of can they execute does Henry look like he's fully ready to go and if he does yeah the Titans could be in the Super Bowl going against the Packers or the you know maybe the the, the Rams or the the Bucks but you know for now it's just I I got to – they need to show me. I need to see it this week. I need to see the team operating at full capacity because it's playoff time. You got to go, go, go. That's that's all it is right now. So that's kind of my thoughts on them. I think, you know, I, I do think they have a decent shot to make the Super Bowl. It's beat
0: the do Bengals. You think, beat- do you think the Titans right now are being like sort of – What's the word like? Under like not underappreciated, but underrated.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. They're definitely being underrated and underhyped. Um. Yeah, like they've kind of flown under the radar, and I think a lot of that was because the the Henry injury and just nobody's giving them a chance. They've just kind of you know, and they're not like the biggest of big market teams, but. They're the one seed. I mean, they're on the same level as the Packers. I think a lot of it is just like the people really think the Chiefs have bounced back and that it's like, you know, the the, the, the Titans pl- played their schedule, which was easier. And, you know, the only reason the Chiefs are the two seeds because they had a rough start, but now they've kind of gotten their stuff together. So I think people just think the Titans, while they're the one seed, aren't the number one team in the AFC. And I think that's why it's kind of flown under the radar. I think the bills chiefs, you know, that realistically, I mean, that's been the AFC title game. That was the AFC title game last year, I believe. And I could have seen it being that the game the, this year, but the way the seating worked out, you know, Buffalo lost some games. So we're getting them in the divisional, which is fine. Great weekend for football. This is a really great slate of games. So <sighs> Kind of segueing to that, let's uh, let's let's get into who you got. Griff, yeah, I would love, I would really
0: love to get into get into who you got. Let's do it. We got a, a
1: a great radio segment for you. Let me give you a recap, here, Brad. All right, perfect. I went. We had six games last week, all six divisional round or sorry, wild card games. Brad, I went six for six on uh, my prediction. I guessed every game correctly. <laughs> yeah, I uh, didn't. And you you got 4 out of 6, which is still good, but here's the thing. It allowed me Or sorry, you got sorry, you you got 3 out of 6. It allowed me to take a 2-point lead in who you got 60 points out of 100. Yeah, I'm kind of upset, For but that's seven. okay. Hey, you know what? We're getting there. We're getting there. So, Starting off, let's look towards the, let's look towards this weekend, AFC Divisional Round Game. We just talked about the Bengals at the Titans, Brad, who you got? Give me, give me the Titans.
0: And the only reason why is because the Titans have a bye. Do you know how much easier it is to win your playoff games when you come off of a bye? And you know, and we talk all about that, right? We're You're like not worried
1: about rust, Brad. You're not worried about, you know, the the, the there's a lot no, of concern. No, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not for too long.
0: Do you, do you know why though? Because, like, I want you to look it up, and, and not right now, but but anytime you want. What are the chances, or like how many in, in previous years when when you know the the NFL had that format of two two by teams in, in every every conference in every playoffs Mm -hmm. you know like when that was the case most teams that win were bye teams like they get a bye week and that those are just the best teams in the best record. the but but there is also it's actually kind of a fun it's actually kind of funny you know the sweet spot is griff the sweet spot is number two the number two seed was always the sweet spot because you still got a bye week but you didn't have the best record well, it, I guess if you, you could technically not have the best. The, the team without the best record is usually the one that, 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 doesn't, that, that doesn't win. It's, it's a whole thing. But anyway, I think that solely because of the bye week, I think that Tennessee's, Tennessee's going to take it. Tennessee's going to take it. That's my mat- mathematical algorithm. Uh,
1: I'm taking Tennessee because if I just pick all the same games as you, uh, I, you can never take your lead. <laughs> that should
0: have been my strategy. That's what I should have done. That is what I
1: should have done. No, damn. In all seriousness. I am taking the Titans. The Bengals didn't impress me last week. I'm a little concerned. I'm more concerned on the defense, and I think the offense looked a little flat at times. Um, and now I know full well Joe Burrow could turn it around this week and become, you know, show up the way he normally does. Um, but I gotta take the Titans for now. I think with Derrick Henry coming back, if he's full go, they're they're looking good. So, Brad, moving on. The other AFC Divisional game. This is definitely, this is the game of the week. Such a great matchup. Bills at Chiefs, playing in Arrowhead. Don't know what the weather's going to be like. Probably cold, but nothing else too crazy. What? I don't know why I said what. Who do you got, and why do you have got them? I want to take the
0: Bills so fucking bad. But I won't. Brad. I won't. I gotta take the Chiefs. I, I, if I was ahead and I was feeling a little more frisky, maybe I take the I, I I take the Bills. But I gotta take Chiefs because that's a safe bet. Can't bet against Patrick Mahomes in his prime. Can't do that. So I gotta take. I gotta take Kansas City. Gotta
1: do that. Yeah, you know I, I'm in the same boat. I just think. And just his same I know, listen, shit as the Bills me. Bills' offense was firing on all cylinders last week, and could they again this week? Absolutely. You know they give, you know, give Josh Allen some more Viagra to help him in the cold and keep his blood flow going, in circulation. But no, I just think KC can just they can score on you in a million different ways. The defense can do enough to stop and disrupt Josh Allen. I got to take Kansas city. I got to go with the chiefs. All right, Brad, moving on to the NFC. We have the 49ers go in the Lambo to take on the fighting Aaron Rodgers, the green Bay Packers. Who do you got? Why do you got them? Griff, you know, I want to know who you got actually. All right. I can tell you first. Just so you, we know I'm, I'm taking the Packers. Um, Obviously, the Packers were already going to be heavy. I think they're six-point favorites now. They were going to be favorites going into this. They're coming off a bye. They're the number one seed. They got home field advantage in Lambeau, one of the toughest places to go and win. And the 49ers, I mean, you got to trust Jimmy Jesus, which I don't know if you can do. He looked very suspect last week against the Cowboys. They might not have Nick Bosa because of a concussion. And it doesn't look like Fred Warner's going to play. So they lost their two best pieces on that defense. That all adds up to a pretty, pretty, pretty bad situation for the 49ers. As much as I'd love to see the Packers lose, I don't think they do. Give me the Packers.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers. Um, Do you know why? Because the Packers, I I I mean, you know. And again, like, I mean, for all the reasons you just said, the 49ers are just, be- are just I mean, it's worse. Sorry. Um, the, the, the issue. Up and they're
1: probably the worst team, yeah.
0: Well, and like, and I, I remember watching them at the beginning of the season, and I just thought, how, no, you know? And, and then I'm like, how is this team a playoff team? No idea. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I got to take Green Bay. I, I mean, you know, as
1: much as I hate to, but. Yeah. Same boat, but hey, you got to do it. All right, moving on to the final game. This is Stafford' legacy on the line. Can he continue to prove the doubters? The Rams travel to Tampa Bay, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Florida, to take on the Buccaneers. Take on Tom Brady, potentially without Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen. Very important to note. Brad? Who you got? I want to know who you got. <laughs> me. You go for Come it. on. I got it. <laughs> I got it. We have matched on every pick so far. That's the thing. My heart, the heart is telling me Matthew Stafford is. John Matthew Stafford is going to go into Tampa Bay and book his ticket to the NFC title game. That's what my heart is telling me, Brad but my brain is going another way. It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. This is a much better defense. I feel like Stafford is prone to make it some mistake here that will cost the game. And also, it's just, I don't think, that we t- I talked to you about this earlier, I don't think the Rams' defense is as great as it seems. They have two of the best players in all the NFL with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, but after that, who else? Yeah, Eric Weddle as your depth safety it's just not good. I think teams can scheme away from Donald and Ramsey's part of the fields and fit, find holes. And if anyone can do that, it'll be Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. I'm going to take the Bucks. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it'll be within three points, but I'm taking the Bucs win.
0: So if you get, here's, here's how I'm going to phrase this, all right? If you give the ball to – if you had to pick a QB, you got to pick Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady. And you got the, you got to give him the ball with 50 seconds left. Who do you pick? You pick Tom Brady, obviously,
1: right? Like, you trust Actually, Tom Brady that, more. In that instance, I might pick Stafford because he does have a weird clutch gene. And he also can I – he's that's got more fair. arm strength. That's, I mean, that's he's fair. Got more, that's fair. He's got more arm – now, if it's, hey, you're, you're tied uh, – you're, like, tied going into the fourth quarter and you need someone to play a good fourth quarter football, then – Give me Tom Brady all day. Which is where I think this game will, will so be sitting at.
0: Here's here's the issue with me, okay? And I made you go first for a reason, because I gone first the whole time. Every single time we've we've done okay. this segment, yep. I've gone first every time. This time I let you go first, alright? And I'm gonna pick opposite you. So I'm picking the Rams, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on, on Maddie Maddie Staffy. Because that That is it is just, I just have to. I got to. What other chance do I have of winning? (laughs) Like, I don't got much. So, this is where the risk comes in. I mean, the only other game that I think I, I, I could think of right now that maybe I might take is the Bills over the Chiefs. But that one is a little bit too risky for me.
1: See, I'd probably lean more in that game than this one. But That's hey, fair. man, it's your pick, and I do respect it because I do think the Rams. Yeah, but I but Aaron's I keep thinking team.
0: back to Matt uh, to uh, Josh Allen last year in the playoffs and how horrible that was.
1: Yeah, but he's, and I just I just can't. That I, is I, recent I, advice. That is recent advice. All right, Brad is taking the Rams. All right, Brad, to finish out the show. Let's move on to our betting segment one we still don't have a name for because No, terrible. we don't
0: have any name for it. Listen, I just want to call it, like, I don't know, cash the ticket or the bet
1: slip or something. Well, we we will get one next week. I promise. Okay. Anyway, me and Brad are, have not had a great start to this. Our predictions on picking winners in the NFL and picking against the spreads in college has been – which, you know, that is betting um, – Has been great, but man, first, now it's only two weeks, small sample size. Not good though. Brad is down two units. I am down 0.6 units thanks to my money line pick of the 49ers last week. Man, I took that rant. We both took Rams Cardinals to have the over and the Rams offense did not, or sorry, the, 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 the Cardinals offense didn't show up. Rams put up 34 points. Cardinals put up 11. Couldn't get us to that 49 mark. I took the under in Bills-Patriots because I thought the weather was going to affect the game. Now, my defense, how the Bills had seven drives and scored seven touchdowns. Like, come on. That's hard to predict, you know? Because, like, the Patriots side, they only scored 14. I just didn't expect the Bills to score that many. But, man, did they just keep scoring. So, that's kind of where, where we're sitting at. Brad, I got... Technically, it's three bets, but one of them I'm parlaying into a same game parlay. So, I love 49ers plus six. Um, I know we ju- I just picked the Packers to win, but six points is a lot in the divisional round. I think the the 49ers are they're a pretty good team, right? Let's be real; they're a very physical team. They can they have a great offensive line. And they're going to line up, and they're going to feed you pizza and say, hey, we're running the football. But I don't want you to run the football. We're running the football. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're going to line up and do what they want in that regard. My question marks really are, can Jimmy G throw the ball when he has to, not turn the ball over in the red zone, et cetera, et cetera, not throw a terrible throw, a pick to keep a team in the game, And is the defense going to be able to step up considering they might have two major players out? I don't think the 49ers will win, but I think they can cover this number. And the thing is, if the 49ers cover this number and keep it within six, it'll be because of good defense. I don't think they're going to score 40 points, right? I don't think they're going to score 27 and if they keep this close, it'll be a 21-27 kind of game. You know, 21-24-esque. Uh, you know 24-esque. So I'm going to take the Niners plus six. And then I also like the 49ers Packers under in this game at 47.5. You can bet those separate, but I think the value is to bet them together. Because I think if the 49ers cover... I think it also means the Packers, I think this game also hits the under because that tells me it's a low scoring close game. So if I were I would take the parlay in this situation, parlay it together 40 for plus 248 odds. That's how I'm gonna bet it for for the sake of the show. Um, but if you want to bet them separate or bet take one or the other, go ahead. My final bet is just going to be this Rams plus three. I picked the Bucks to win, but I think the Rams will keep it close. This has got 28-27 written all over it, or uh, you know, 35-34, 30-27. Uh, uh, I think the Rams keep this within three. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm taking the Rams plus three. I think there's a chance they win it outright, especially if Ryan Jensen and or Tristan Wirfs don't play. I think that'll be a huge huge help for the rams to for brady to not have two of his best offensive linemen so that is what i'm taking that's what i'm putting on the board so i'm having i'm not
0: not great at this okay as i mean like as we can tell like i'm just so bad um you know so so maybe don't listen to me um anyway so just to begin, and we've already talked about what you know, I think about the Bengals Titans game. Well, I picked the Titans in the in a who you got, all right. But I do have Bengals money line right here, sitting right here. Now, why is that? Now, so here's the thing. I think that the Titans will win this game. I I do, okay. And I know this isn't really selling it, but the Bengals. The line here just feels a little too easy, you know, because on like the off chance that the Bengals do win, this is some easy money, is not? This is like you know just looking as is this is this is like French fries and pizza, whatever the fuck you're talking about. I really think. I really think that, like, and again, like, maybe, maybe there's a one in ten chance that the bank, but the Bengals have the potential. Like, Joe Burrow has the potential to win this game. Like, I don't think that this is some whitewash that that people think it's gonna be. I don't think that. Like I don't think that the the Titan the Bengals can't keep up with the Titans or whatever have you. I really think that like again like if this if this comes down to it I think that you know this is a good line to take this is a smart bet to make and um, that just rhymes. So that's that on that um, second one I got is Rams Bucks over forty eight and a half. Now that requires the score to be twenty four twenty three, right? Twenty no 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 be like twenty seven to. 25 something like that anyway so it's not a lot of points not a lot Mm -hmm. um 48 and a half is not a lot of points and this could go one of two ways though this could go one of two ways because this could be high offense but because i think that sometimes offense reacts to offense and seeing that may drive the score up or a lot of defense so I'm really hoping it slides in the over. I think, again, that's kind of a 50-50 deal. I'm not really selling these at all. Um, I got the Capitals and the Bruins in the NHL. money line, baby. Um, Capitals money line, I believe, is plus 125. Let me double-check that. Uh, bet something. Bet, uh, what, what
1: site was I on? Probably Fanduel.
0: No, fuck. That doesn't matter. Anyway, one of them is the is the underdog. I think it was the Capitals because so the issue was that most I, likely. So so the underdog was the Capitals. I want to take the underdog. It was one twenty five, and it was a good line to take. Good line to take, and I cannot honestly can't believe that 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 was the line. Um, because the Capitals and the Bruins have like identical records. The only difference is that one of them has played more games and one of them played less games. Um, yeah.
1: And the, the Bruins had a lot of games to make up.
0: And I, I really think that if you, if you're, if you parlay things together or do something with something with something, you could get a good match out of this, out of this line right here. Because again, I just like the number. That's all. That's all I'll say. So I like the number. And it doesn't. And I, I'm not usually. I'm I, I'm usually very averse to taking hockey games, you know. But I've been trying to fit some non-football games in there because football is not my strong suit either. But that's um that's our betting segment that we don't have a name for.
1: Mhm. Mhm. I know. No, I think I feel good about these. I'm a little nervous about the parlay, but I'm gonna try and get some of the money back. Get some of the units back. And I just I feel good about it. I think, like I said, yeah. I like that 9 one, So, And, uh, you know, I, I actually like the Rams-Bucks over. I'm just too... Aff- I don't know, man. Stafford is what... Con- Stafford and, you know, the, the Bucks-O-line is what concerns me. But this game absolutely has the potential to be like 34-35 or something. Mm-hmm. No, I, I <laughs> get it. Hell, 27-28 would, would, would do it. So well, that's a very achievable score, so anyway brad uh do you have anything else for the people absolutely not
0: (laughs) never i I never have anything for the people i hate them
1: eat eat shit for listening to us (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean why why the hell all right with that being said then everyone uh thank you so much for watching this episode of take this uh i will be off next week i will be in florida brad will probably do some something fun for you guys while I am gone. Probably he's going to do, he's going to do an hour and 30 minutes on MSU hockey. It's going to be great. Oh, I Um, can't wait, (laughs) um, but he'll take care of you next week. Uh, I will send in some bets for him to read off at least. So my, my thing can be put in there. Um, But yeah, uh, everyone have fun watching divisional round football this weekend. Be smart with your bets. Don't bet what you can't lose. Uh, you know call the number whatever it is if you need help we're not sponsored by a sports book so we're not legally required to say that but do it anyway don't don't throw your life away on gambling it is all just for entertainment not for money you're not going to get rich off it anyway uh, be kind to each other uh, you know good luck to your teams that are in the playoffs and don't forget make your free throws see you next time thanks again for that.